0: Let's now go over and say hello to my guest standing by. It's always a privilege and a pleasure to speak with Frances Moore LePay. She is the author of many books, including her 1971 bestseller, Dive for a Small Planet, which quite simply influenced millions of people about the cause of hunger and the food choices we make. And since then, Francis has become one of the nation's leading social activists, an invaluable intellectual resource, and a visionary for a new democratic social movement. And towards this end, she has founded the the Small Planet Institute and the Center for Living Democracy. And uh, she has also uh, recently wrote, Co-Mind, Changing the Way We Think to Create the World We Want which argues that instead of becoming overcome by fear and guilt and despair towards our environmental and social crisis, we need to make efforts to alter our mental constructs to embrace a commitment to positive action. Nice to have you with us again.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Gary. Delight to be with you again.
0: In what ways do you believe that the environmental sustainability question, and here I'm referring to species collapse? global warming, the threats of monoculture and industrial agriculture, is being framed erroneously. And when we speak of the future sustainability of the planet, what is the most common view taken by our leaders, both on the left and right, and how are these thought traps that deter proactive solutions and actions, and how should the issue be framed? And then finally, go into what it means for people to develop what you call an echo mind and the idea of learning to think like an ecosystem. The form is Mm -hmm. yours.
1: Well, the fundamental contrast that I draw in eco-mind is really that between what I call the scarcity mind of fear and focused on lack of enough quantities of things, of food, of energy, you name it, parking places here in Boston, you name it, there's not enough. That is the frame that we absorb like a an invisible ether somehow in this culture and that we're spreading in the world. And it is a frame of, many have called it the mechanical worldview, where we see ourselves as separate from one another, separate from nature in this limited world. And I believe that that is false, it's uh, that uh, the more that we learn about ecology, we realize that, in fact, that is the fundamental reality, that teaching, teaching us that we are all in connection, moment to moment, we're all in connection with one another and with all aspects of nature, and therefore we are all co-creators of our reality, as um, I, I quote uh, Dennis Noble, who's a physiologist at you know, uh, Oxford University, points out the obvious, that in in biological systems. There is no, you know, a a privileged command center, so to speak, telling the rest what to do. It's a form of democracy, he says, in which all components of a system are are co-creating, shaping one another through interactions with one another moment to moment. And that is such an empowering way of seeing life. And fortunately, it is increasingly reinforced by science. And so f- instead of fear, we begin to see possibility.
0: I appreciate those insights. Thank you. Do you see it's possible to dismantle the fundamental mindset, for example, of a Wall Street bank chairman or CEO or an executive of the oil, oil gas, or <laughs> or, or, or uh, any of the nuclear industry? Is it possible?
1: Well, the, the question I have is whether those of us who are less the, you know, see ourselves less as beneficiaries of the current fault construct, whether we can, the, the issue for me is whether we can see what power we have within this eco mind, thinking like an ecosystem, and recognize that our inaction or our going along with the fault frame uh, contributes to enabling and and uh, empowering uh, someone who, for example, is has been very much um, a player in this economic crisis that is creating death and destruction. So I I think that only as the rest of us who are less locked in, I mean, I think people who are beneficiaries of the current construct and see themselves that way will be the last to shift to... This frame of alignment, which I talk about i the one of the ways of describing the shift from an uh, scarcity mind to an eco mind is to shift to a frame of aligning with what we know about human nature and the nature of nature in which there is more than enough for each of us to live and flourish and um, I think it's uh, you know for better or worse it's it 's those of us who feel less the beneficiaries who are maybe more able to make that shift, so i 'm really speaking to um, my peers in a way. Um, how do we, uh the people that I can reach, uh, you know, how do we get better at defining the problem and the solution in a way that empowers more and more and more people? Because that's the answer. It's solutions are, are, are emerging bottom up around the world and that movement of people who are less tied in uh, and then is then changing those who are more in the command center, so to speak.
0: If the GOP and many Democrats, like Max Baucus, for example, had their way, they would dismantle so many of the environmental and consumer protections that we have in this country, mostly protections that we can thank Ralph Nader, who I just filmed uh, for two programs last week down in Washington, Uh, It was the people around Nader, his supporters, but he's the one who created the Clean Water Act and the Clean Energy Act and Freedom of Information Act and the Environmental Protection Agency. Well, now we see corporations uh, playing their own game of rules and they're unleashing an onslaught of, of more toxins and chemicals into our environment, including nanotechnologies that are not proven safe. So what is your view about those kind of of efforts to strip away the rules to protect consumers and nature? And do you have any ideas about how people can reach those people and show them the erroneous and irrational thoughts that are at the base of their views that they've embraced?
1: But, Gary, don't you think that the key here is 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 um, shifting the views of those who feel like they have to go along with this. Why does why is this happening in our quote-unquote leadership in Washington? It's because we've, you know, many of us have gone along with. And so I think that going along with reflects the the messaging over decades now that government is the enemy, that human beings are just selfish materialists who have to turn over our fate to a force that works without us, this magical market that Ronald Reagan promised, you know, that it works on its own. And we muck it up, so government mucks it up. We've got to shrink government. That means target you know, target the Environmental Protection Agency, target, you know, all the, the safety net. So I think why, why is that being received by as many Americans as it is? And in what ways can we, through our... Language of uh, the environmental movement, which, in one way, is what this book is doing: is okay. What is an environmental frame that is empowering rather than contributing to the fear and despair that keeps this keeps alive this idea that oh, we can just let the market do it? So I I think that that uh, you know corporations who are now benefiting, whether they're you know Massey and coal or or Exxon, you know whatever they. They are, they are enabled by a worldview that average Americans accept—that the market works on its own without us. And why do they accept that? Because they have absorbed this this dim, dim view of what human beings are capable of. And I, so I'm coming back to the same theme—that we've got to, in addition to. You know pointing out the errors uh, the, the the terrible tragedies that are coming about because of this assault on the most basic common sense rules to protect life that we 've got to be looking at why do people go along with this.
0: Well said. I believe, however, that we cannot relegate the Republicans or conservative Republicans to the problem because uh, it's very clear. I've done the research. I have a commentary I'm doing tonight on this, that the Clinton-Gore White House was equally responsible for uh, the deconstruction of a lot of our environmental protections, as well as Mm -hmm. the Glass-Steagall Act, NAFTA, Mm -hmm. GATT, stripping the unions of their power, offshoring Mm -hmm. 1.6 million jobs. So I believe it's those who believe that they're true come through their party, therefore those who have stuck with the Democratic Party and its principles, and the Republican Party and its principles, then no matter what you say, we want a smaller government, but they create a bigger government. But it's with the entitlements to industries, and it's with the military industrial complex, or the mm-hmm. Democrats are creating a government that protects them, but then it's not a government that protects them. So I believe that they have to ask themselves, are they capable of thinking independent of their belief systems? And I think that's crucial. My last question for you, however, is one that I wrestle with this all the time, and this is this is about the onslaught of the environment and, uh, and freedom by corporate establishment, supported by our virtual elected officials. They, they had the support when the Democrats controlled Congress, and now when Republicans and Democrats control together. That is the very principles upon which Western civilization are founded. The myth, in my opinion, of eternal progress. If you if you begin by saying we need it, internal, this eternal progress and a technological solution for every crisis, is this the fundamental cause of our world becoming less and less sustainable and the sooner Western civilization itself is dismantled, or at least the prominent myths upon which it is based, the less the blowback and catastrophes will ensue, and the longer we wait, the more devastating will be the collapse of the environment and the global economy. And therefore, according to this Kind of group of thinkers like uh, Derek Jensen and Peter Kingsnorth in the UK and, and Jan Lundberg and others, more radical, even more militant methods need to be employed now. Your final thoughts, please.
1: Well, I think that I, I have a somewhat different take in the sense that I've I see I see the 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 belief system that is bringing us down is a belief system that does not trust human beings to be able to engage in real democracy, and therefore we turn over our fate, as I've said, to a market that what is its fundamental driving force is the concentration of wealth, wealth returning to those who already have wealth. And so we end up where Franklin Delano Roosevelt warned us in April. 1938 he addressed a joint session of congress and he said quote the liberty of democracy is not safe if a people tolerate the growth of private power to the point that it is stronger than the democratic state itself that in its essence is fascism. End quote. So what I'm, what I see as the is the belief system that is taking us down, is a belief system that leads to the concentration of power, of economic power, that then we've allowed and in accelerated the infusion of economic concentration of power into our political system, and so therefore the common sense that can be tapped in regular citizens about what works and what doesn't, and a feeling, of course, our own survival and well-being depends upon the health of our larger environment and our neighbors. Uh, That kind of common-sense reality of our connectedness gets wiped out by what we know brings out the worst in people, one of the key conditions that brings out the worst in us is the concentration of power. And I fear that if we then took even more, you know, more you know, a violent tack, it would just lead to more concentration of power, which we know, as I say, brings out the worst in human beings. And so I, my mission is to hold forth uh, and make real of what I call living democracy, that is, democracy that truly taps the common sense and values of most of us. And I ask, why are we together creating a world that none of us as individuals would choose? And that then has to do with this belief system that disempowers us. And that's why I wrote EcoMind, to try to crack that belief system.
0: I appreciate all your good work. Uh, I'm not advocating violence. I am advocating a stronger, proactive uh, pullback from those who are in power. For example, if you are losing your home and if you've lost your job to outsourcing, but you keep your money and your credit cards from a bank that is, has been bailed out but is taking away your home that's almost a part of the Stockholm Syndrome. In other words, these are the yes. people who have caused your problems, so withdraw from that. And I'm also saying that we must totally vi- agree. we must withdraw from these people who have power, including withdrawing from the Democratic Party or the Republican Party, even if it means there'll be a period of time when they will dominate until we can coalesce a progressive party that comes from a spiritual and inclusive understanding of how to resolve these issues. And virtually all the progressives I've spoken with have this common theme that we must have a country that represents all of us and not just those who are the most powerful and the wealthy, because you're absolutely right. The moment we start that, they will come back at us so hard because they know that their day of unbridled power and profiteering are over. They know as long as they keep everything within the arguments of Democrat, Republican, uh, liberal, and, and then they win. So we cannot play by their rules anymore. We have to play by our own.
1: But as long as we are allowing private money to enter our political system, then regardless of what party it's going to be not representing the uh, people's voices it's going to be representing concentrated I, I wealth absolutely so I think agree. I think voluntary public financing is something that we can move on right now that is that um, you know theres you don't hear many people talking about it, but it's working in Maine and it's allowed serious uh, leadership uh, there to pass environmental legislation that has kept uh, just massive amounts of toxic materials out of the main environment. So we know now that there is Fair Elections Now legislation that could open the door to People running for office and being able to win without corporate money, and their Disclose Act is another act that's critical in putting the allowing us to see what corporations are contributing to candidates and then building um, a base for the, the. people in the Supreme Court to be, all we, you know, that was a one-person vote uh, majority that allowed that horrific decision in uh, January of 2010 to um, unleash corporate money in elections, so and that can be it. reversed.
0: You're, you're uh, right, uh, but, I, but what you so should,
1: I, I Go ahead. Structural question, the systemic question is how do we get the democratic process back and just have, I mean, I agree that... W- there well may mean a different party but if that party is using the same system of... um, No, they they wouldn't.
0: That's the whole purpose. We we believe as progressives that we should have no outside money in any campaign, that the campaign cycle should be three months, that no money at all, that you put down what your thoughts are, what your positions are on all the important issues. The public has a chance to review these by lottery. You have a chance to present your points of view, debate these. The public goes to a series of debates to get down to those who the public believes best represents the issues that they want to see in place. That's the only way you can do this. That way, a school teacher, a, a farmer can compete with a, a, a multinational corporate uh, sponsored person like Obama or Clinton or Bush or someone. That's how many of us see it. But we're, we're not going to get there until we recognize how much power. That the corporations have. And right now, I don't believe they still represent. I think it would be great, don't you, Francis, if the Supreme Court Justice who passed Citizens United, each day when they went to court, they had to have those uh, patches like uh, NASCAR has, you know, the driver that everyone is sponsoring. So we have Coke um, Koch brothers own me. Uh, you know, a big patch across Supreme Court justice. And, or Coca Cola owns me. And you get, and so they walk in in black robes that are covered with a hundred different little patches of who owns that Supreme Court justice. That, I believe, would be a good step. Thank you very much. I
1: just, I just want to underscore there are things we can do right now, too, and uh, there is legislation that can help move us that way that has proven effective. So I just want to underscore. The, and that I talk about this in EcoMind.
0: We will look forward to reading that. Thank you very much.